Monkey, monkey, drooling, slant-eyed monkey. Those faint words floated through the air like a whisper on the breeze, to Lily, who had paused in the kitchen doorway of her father's tavern to enjoy the unusual November warmth. She stepped forward onto the bayside of Howell's Wharf and turned her face to the sun. Indian summer, she thought with a smile. Her favorite moments in the year's cycle. God had certainly given her a wonderful birthday gift. Cocking her head to one side, Lily listened for the all-too-familiar chanting, but heard only silence. She relaxed against the doorframe, her favorite place to daydream, and conjured in her mind's eye the handsome image of Bradley Howell, the man she intended to marry once the war ended. Too bad the war had interrupted her plans. Lily fingered the necklace, her mother's legacy to her. On a delicate gold chain hung the cross of gold adorned with Greek letters. Alpha and Omega meant the beginning and the ending. That was what her mother had told her. The man who was the first and the last would be her own true love. She didn't know how her mother could possibly have known that, but she never questioned the veracity of those words. Great guardian angel, please make Bradley Howell the first and last for me. Lily whispered a prayer. After a moment, she added, And if it isn't too much trouble, let him remember that today is my birthday. Brushing several wisps of ebony hair away from her face, Lily gazed at the familiar sight of Boston Harbor. A sing-song chanting reached her ears. Lily lifted her head as if sensing danger. And then she heard it again, louder this time, a half dozen children's voices in front of the tavern. Monkey, monkey, drooling slant-eyed monkey. Lily ran down the alley behind the wharf's various businesses. Reaching the end, she raced around the corner in time to hear Hortensia McDougall say, The devil touched you, Michael Hawthorne. You are the devil's spawn. Several of the children started chanting, Devil's spawn, devil's spawn, devil's spawn. Lily burst upon the scene just as one of the boys picked up a stone and raised his arm to throw it at her brother. She grabbed the boy's wrist, forced him to drop the stone, and then whirled him around. You're hurting me, the boy cried. You're lucky you didn't throw that stone, Douglas McDougall, Lily told the 12-year-old. I would have been forced to break both of your wrists. She pushed him away, ordering, Get back to your own wharf or you'll be sorry. The group of children scattered. Only Hortensia McDougall stood her ground. Don't ever touch my brother again, Hortensia ordered. Lily wasn't frightened by the girl. She gave her a look of contempt and said, You horse-faced. Without warning, Hortensia slapped Lily hard and pushed her to the ground. In one swift movement, Lily leaped to her feet and drew the small dagger she kept in a leather garter strapped to her leg. Hortensia McDougall looked at the dagger and then ran off the wharf, screaming to anyone who would listen, Lily Hawthorne is going to murder me!
I only wish the witch would stand still long enough for me to carve her up, Lily muttered, returning her dagger to its sheath. She heard her eight-year-old brother laughing and turned to him with a smile. How did you like the entertainment? She asked, making him laugh louder. I like when you pulled your dagger, Michael answered. Boy, was she ever surprised. Wipe your chin, Lily said, closing the distance between them. Keep your tongue inside your mouth, and remember to keep your mouth closed when you're not talking. Michael wiped the bit of drool from his chin on the sleeve of his shirt. Lily put her arm around him and drew him toward a pile of lobster traps.